Gold, better known as Yes Help Us Lives, from YourGameSource.com. Just wanted to touch on the PlayStation 4 announcement, because I know if you've checked out our site at YourGameSource.com, you've actually read, uh, or probably got a chance to read my column on the Yes Help Us Lives blog of Infamy, um, that was dated 221, outlining in detail uh, my thoughts on the PlayStation 4 announcement, how it went, the games that were introduced, um, also as well the specs of the, the console itself and some of the features that were outlined in what the PlayStation 4 is going to do. Um, I've got Jeremiah here today um, cause, because he wanted to go ahead and voice out uh, exactly what his thoughts are. And I did also want to mention real, real quick, um, Seventh Valkyrie, she had a great article as well on her thoughts on the PlayStation 4, so I do recommend if you have not gotten a chance to read her thoughts on the PlayStation 4 announcement, um, I suggest you check out the uh, Command Center um, 7th Valkyrie page, uh, yourgamesource.com slash 7th Valkyrie. So um, that being said, uh, I'm going to turn over the floor to you, Jeremiah, but I'm going to start it off with uh, just a quick question here um, just to get you started. What did you think about the, the conference as a whole? Well, like, I thought they did a pretty good job. It was good that they didn't all get down with a bunch of business mumbo-jumbo, like, uh, you know, here's our pie charts of you know how good the PS3 sold and like, just, you know, all that other junk that really doesn't need to be there. Um, I think, you know, it does seem like the companies, all three of them in general, have finally started to get away from that, thankfully. Mm. Um, so that was good. They did do a little bit of the, you know, techie stuff a little too much, maybe. Uh, especially seeing as, like, you know, a lot of that stuff will probably not be working at launch or... Um, but it does have a lot of promise, and, like, you know, I'm pretty excited to see, you know, if and when all that stuff, uh, you know, is working and working well. be really nice. Now, the uh, system itself, uh, when it's finally released, um, they showed only a glimpse of the actual controller itself, the new DualShock 4, and the sensor bar that is going to be working off of it with a built-in stereo camera uh, for, more, for more detailed, wide-ranging uh, response. Um, the processor itself is going to be developed by AMD in a Radeon GPU. Uh, its capability is um, going to be processing as much as 1.84 teraflops and include a Blu-ray drive, of course, um, and as well as uh, plenty of USB ports, uh, obviously a Wi-Fi still built in, uh, Bluetooth, which has been a constant since the PlayStation 3, um, 8 gigabytes of DDR5 RAM. So uh, it's impressive to me and, and makes for what would be right now a uh, not higher-end PC, but uh, definitely a little bit above the middle-end uh, sort of thing, maybe probably in the... Uh, Maybe six six hundred fifty range right now, as far as dollar amounts concerned. If you were to build a PC like that, um, what are your thoughts on the actual specs of the unit? Was it enough, or did you want to see something a little bit more? Well, the expect you know the specs were about what I expected. I mean, it's definitely beefy. I mean, I'm pretty happy with them overall. Like, uh, 
and the thing that's always been nice, and I've been primarily a console gamer for the most part. I mean, I play plenty of games on the PC as well, but I mean, consoles are dedicated gaming machines, so they're usually going to run be optimized better for gaming specifically. So, I mean, the specs are the main part of it, but it also will be a little bit better in most cases than trying to play on a PC where they have to code in so much stuff to make sure it works on a variety of different system types with tons of different configuration options to make sure it runs as well as possible. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it definitely has some nice specs to it. That's probably one of the better better things of that whole presentation, I think. Oh, absolutely. Now, they also mentioned in detail uh, as well um, their their purchase of, of the Gaikai Corporation last year uh, was uh, not in in vain. Uh, they're actually incorporating it heavily into the PlayStation 4 operation, and obviously uh, as well they're going to incorporate it. What they from what they announced was incorporating the PlayStation 4 and and the Gaikai Cloud ability uh, with your tablets and phones, and having integration of of uh, each of those units possibly to the point where, um, and even especially your PlayStation Vita, uh, will be able to play uh, a great many of the PlayStation 4 games. And there was even a hint, although it's something that they're probably not going to have ready at launch, or definitely not going to have ready at launch, uh, the ability to play a lot of the back catalog games from the uh, earlier PlayStation eras, um, but via the downloadable cloud uh, option. Was this something that uh, uh, interests you as far as it's concerned? Was the cloud feature and their heavy emphasis on it during the uh, presentation? I think I think it's all pretty interesting. Like, uh, I mean, we we all kind of assumed that you know that was probably going to be their answer for you know playing um, you know their PS3 games or you know older games possibly. Um, so that one was not too much of a surprise, although. Just from how they sounded, it doesn't sound like it's going to be ready anytime soon after launch, even. Um, but I, I mean, I assume they'll probably, you know, throw a couple of, like Sony-specific games on there, like maybe God of War three or four something on there to kind of show if it's there that it works. But uh, the other part of those features I thought was was pretty good, like. Um, the only problem there, though, is, you know, it's right now it's just kind of a promise. Like, is it going to work as well as we hope? You know, because a lot of that streaming stuff doesn't work super well, you know, at least so far. And it's also highly dependent on, you know, how close you are to the server, um, you know, any other kind of lag that might be through your connection, what else is on the connection at the time. And uh, yeah, and actually, yeah. you're you're exactly right on that, um, especially with the you know the Diablo three issues, and we go back to issues with uh, sometimes that Valve's come across, and and EA has come across with their own online service. Um, obviously, Sony with the PlayStation Network hacking, uh, Xbox Live has had their issues, but uh, I know it's something that they definitely want to heavily rely on. But I think everyone out there. If we'll be uh, thinking it somewhat in the naive terms, if they think it's just going to be rather, like you said, smooth and easy, 
um, which you and I both know that that's not going to be the case uh, on, a, on at least some occasions. Probably upon startup, you would probably have encountered some issues as well. So patience probably would be required on that. But the ability to just, um, as I mentioned, uh, not only asking for help, let's say I'm playing, oh, I don't know, one of the games that was announced was Infamous Second Son, and I need some help, so I would be able to uh, contact you if you're on, and you'd be able to to not only uh, guide me through the game, but you can actually, with my approval, take over control of my game and get me through a, through a tough spot. And that uh, was kind of intriguing, didn't you think? That was interesting. I mean, to be honest, out of like all the kind of features of having this like streaming and, and whatnot, I think that was probably kind of my lesser thing, because, I mean, you know, I'd rather play the game by myself anyway, uh, but... You know, that's probably going to be one of those situations where, you know, it doesn't run super well. Like, you know, a person in Australia taking over is playing the game at, like, you know, 10 FPS or something. And uh, it's not really going to help you a whole lot. No, But I do really like the idea of being able to start playing, you know, a game that you've just started downloading. Um, You know, like being able to download stuff in the background. You know, a lot of stuff being done in the background to make, you know, the, you know, the, the uh, you know, being able to play as streamlined and, you know, immediate as possible. Oh, of course. I couldn't agree more on that. Um, I will say uh, the lineup of the games as a whole, um, as I mentioned in my blog, were a little bit left to be desired. Uh, nothing really that bowled me over. Um, and I know from reading online and the comments that, that people have relayed to us here at GameSource, uh, didn't bowl too many, uh, people over as well. Um, something you and I had a little bit of a disagreement on, uh, was, uh, the, the, uh, lead designer of the PlayStation 4, um, he also has a game coming out called Knack, um, which, you know, seems like a, uh, a nice little platformer per se. Uh, something aimed a little bit towards a younger age. Um, I just thought it should not have let off the show, per se. I think that's something that should have maybe come maybe halfway down uh, the line. Uh, maybe something uh, a, a little bit w- uh, less prominent in the show. Uh, but you thought it was placed uh, maybe w- rightfully where it was at? Is well, that I mean, part of that was the fact that, like, he he was already kind of going through the specs um, and then kind of led into the game. Um, it would have been kind of weird to, I mean, I guess he could have talked about the specs and then had other people come on and then come back in and show the game. But, like, just the way the, you know, the structure of the, you know, presentation was, I think it would have been weird kind of anywhere else. Um, I mean, definitely probably not what most of the Sony fans are kind of looking for. Um but I thought it, you know, it could be kind of interesting. Like, um, it looks like there might be some interesting puzzles with the fact that, you know, your character can kind of break himself apart and, you know, get bigger, get smaller, like kind of manipulate himself. So, I mean, it it looks like it could be interesting as long as it's, you know, maybe how I'm imagining it at least. But, I mean, I could be maybe pumping it up too much in my head. Well, the only thing I have um, in regarding it is I just didn't think it's going to be a na- that important of a title in the overall scheme of things. 
uh, to warrant to be the first thing that people see in regards to the PlayStation 4 itself. Um, I think you lead uh, with your best punch that you have available, and I think um, you to make a great first impression, I think they really need to either show off the, the kill zone or the infamous second son. Um, those and an infamous presentation. That was some weird stuff. I didn't know what was going on when that, when that first started. Well, a lot still, of people, a lot of people started going, but yeah, a lot of people thought that was Watch Dogs, and I just, uh, I really think those two were a little bit better uh, as far as overall games that you would want to show first, and and were probably a, a, a little bit better representation of what the PlayStation Four can do. Well, next up was the Killzone Shadowfall announcement. Um, it's not Killzone Four per se, but it's definitely in the Killzone universe. Um, it looks and feels a lot like the Killzone with, with, uh, Killzone series with, with a, a lot of touched up and polished graphics. Um, it did look a lot better, uh, than Killzone 3 even. Um, and I really think it, uh, might be one of the cornerstones of the launch lineup should it come out, uh, at launch. Um, the next was Drive Club, which was an interesting, uh, game to say the least. Uh, people I know were hoping for Gran Turismo 6. Uh, kind of got disappointed on that. Um, and to hear later on that uh, Gran Turismo 6 might still come out of PS3 is, I guess, probably a decision based off the dynamics of the fact that you have already a 70 million install base on that. Um, it's a team-based driving game with a heavy emphasis on social gaming. Um, and uh, it looks great in first person, but uh, I just thought it might have been something that, that could have been left for uh, a year or two and just have a uh, the Gran Turismo, maybe a bumped up, souped up version of Gran Turismo uh, uh, 6 be uh, one of your cornerstones of the, uh, the launch lineup. Uh, what were your thoughts on Drive Club? Well, like, uh, I mean, I'm not super into the racing games, but, I mean, I, I think I kind of see what they're going with you know, putting this up there instead, kind of, um, whereas, you know, the, it doesn't seem like, you know, they're, uh, you know, the social aspect is a really big push for the PS4, so the fact that this is, you know, basically a social, you know, racing game, like, you know, it kind of makes sense, um, it does look really good, like, uh, you know, really good, you know, camera work with making it look, you know, as first person as you can possibly get, um, you know, a little more so than, you know, most FPS games where, uh, you know, you're just kind of barrel of the gun running around. Well, but, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, the best way to show off um, any console that's out there has traditionally been by showing it off with racing games. Because racing games, as a genre, as a whole, seem to look better than any other genre collectively uh, when you compare it to, a, let's say, a stack of first-person shooters or a stack of RPGs, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, it definitely looked probably, I mean, graphics-wise, the best out of all of them. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it works. Uh, I mean, like I said, not super into racing games, but, like, you know, depending on how, you know, fully into the social aspect it is, like how fun it might be multiplayer wise like I mean it you know it might be something that you know a lot of people play and maybe I get suckered into with some friends or something and you know have some fun with it well there you go um, the next game that was added on the list uh, was 
the infamous second son, as we uh, talked about, uh, which takes place um, some years after the uh, infamous uh, first two settings, infamous, and it's uh, Cole's brother uh, that's involved this time. I, I really like the fact that uh, it caught a lot of people by surprise uh, when they were thinking it was definitely another Watchdogs. Um, I, I, it seems to be of all the games that were talked about uh, from a first party aspect with Sony that it was talked of in the highest light. Was it not? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think part of it, too, is that, you know, Killzone was a little more expected and, you know, Infamous quite a bit less expected. So, I mean, it's, you know, it looks pretty good so far. Like, uh, you know, I'm kind of waiting to see a little more of it myself. Uh our next game uh, was definitely something that was intriguing to me, and I know to uh, some of the other individuals uh, that appreciates the work of um, the creator of Braid, um, and that this game is going to be called The Witness, um, a definitely intriguing puzzle game. Uh, in uh, I guess to me it had felt like it had a lot of similarities to Portal, in um, and in the aspect of a very uh, tranquil theme but actually giving you plenty of uh, work to be done as far as trying to figure out um, all the nuances of the puzzles at hand. Uh, what were your thoughts on The Witness? Well, I do like some good puzzle games, so I mean, that's probably definitely going to be one, you know, one of the ones that I probably get for it. Um, so, you know, it's, that's definitely one of the ones I'm looking forward to. You know, we should show it maybe a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that one's probably already the already a, a good solid sell for me all right and next up on the list uh, for the PlayStation presentation uh, was the media molecule uh, makers of the little big planet series uh, they had a tech demo per se it wasn't really a game announcement or anything like that but they wanted to show the incorporation of not only the move and how they, it can be used as a creation tool but how it's going to be a little bit and how it's going to be incorporated into the PlayStation 4. Uh, we saw a what looked to be a pretty fun little tech demo, as far as it's concerned, with a little bit of a musical theme, uh, which some people, unfortunately, uh, and I think in many ways wrongfully, uh, compared it to Wii, the Wii, infamous Wii Music demo. Uh, so, um, that being said, uh, what were your thoughts on, on the Media Molecules just tech demo? It was, like I said, a, a game announcement of any kind. It just was them showing off the future of what they're excited about with the PlayStation 4. Yeah, it was, it was kind of awkward to watch, um, especially after all the other stuff that, had, you know, they'd shown. It's a little off-putting. Um, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they kind of have to keep the move going as, you know, they, they only introduced it pretty late in the PS3 cycle. So, you know, I guess they want to keep going with that. But uh, I don't know. It, I'd say leave that to the Wii and, uh, you know, do your own thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Capcom uh, came out with uh, a, a working title. It's it's not a for sure thing if they're going to call this game that. And I, uh, from the looks of it, um, this medieval game uh, deep down is probably not the title I would give it. But uh, it was called Deep Down, 
Um, if you get a chance to see it, it, the game looked pretty enough, but I don't think it was a real uh, interpretation of the actual gameplay at hand. It looked too pretty um, for my uh, estimations. Uh, what do you think, Jeremiah? Did you think it was an actual representation of the game, or did you think it was something that they just worked up uh, just to try and show off the specs and uh, for PlayStation 4 to show that they have something in the works? Well, if that's true, they're pulling a, a square right there, a square Enix. But, uh, I mean, it did look really good. When that, uh, that shield he was holding was melting through the fire, Exactly. pretty good stuff. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed it, like I said, a lot. Uh, tech demo or actual working game footage or not. But uh, it does, to me, it just looked too good as far as that's concerned. Uh, similar to when uh, the Killzone uh, 2 was uh, presented at the uh, original PlayStation 3 conference. It looked great, uh, but unfortunately it did not come to fruition in the actual game, uh, the footage that was shown at that time. And speaking of that, um, Square Enix, much like Jeremiah had just talked about, uh, walked actually on stage in what was probably the worst part of the actual conference, outside of some of the intros. Some of the intros were really bad, um, including the uh, infamous tech, uh, infamous demo that the gentleman who walked out there uh, scared uh, the living daylights out of me beforehand before we even showed the the video, but I digress. Um, Square Enix showed the same tech demo they had shown last year at E3. So I ask you this: um, It was a Final Fantasy tech demo, by the way, and you can see it on uh, on my blog, the Yes Elvis Lives blog, uh, under the PlayStation article. If you have not seen it yet, even though it's close to a year old. Um, my question to you, Jeremiah, is why the need to show the same tech demo again and have Square Enix up in the first place if that's the case? Yeah, I don't know. That was really weird. And, like, kind of kind of a little bit of a buzzkill because, like, when I, when I went to go, you know, watch the, you know, the presentation as a whole, I was pretty hyped up. And that, that definitely uh, dropped my hype levels a good bit. And then, you know... Send him out, send the Final Fantasy guy in to say, oh, hey, we're making Final Fantasy, and then leave. You know, as if, you know, we, we couldn't have guessed that already anyway. It was just, it was such a weird, you know, awkward thing in general. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. And then uh, when the gentleman, I guess, re responsible for the actual brand of Final Fan Fantasy came up on stage and said, all he said was, Please, please, please wait until E3. Please, begging us uh, for that. I just felt like, I felt like actually giving him a dollar because I felt so sorry for him. Why would you come all the way over to New York from Japan just to say that is uh, just beyond me and uh, just really a waste of time and uh, didn't necessarily uh, have a reason at all to be up there. But uh, after that, we did get to see another great demo of Ubisoft's Watch Dogs, um, as far as it's concerned, and showed a little bit of the combat and the ways you can interact with the world and also the mayhem that you can cause in the game. And uh, I know this is on everyone's radar as an upcoming uh, big-time game, 
that's coming to all the different platforms. And I'm sure once uh, the Xbox, you know, 720 gets gets announced, that they'll actually uh, join in the fun as well for that system as well. What are your thoughts on Watch Dogs at this time? I was already pretty sold on it, so I mean, being able to see a little more in depth of it was uh, definitely reassuring because you know I was already pretty pretty into it to begin with. So now I'm like, okay, cool, I'm ready for this game. It just needs to come out now. Uh, what aspect entices, uh, excites you most regarding Watch Dogs? I mean, like mainly like the uh, you know just the fact that you can interact with a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, a couple of things were were a little weird, like, um, you know, they were getting someone's account information and then went and pulled out the money. I mean, I have no idea what, you know, purpose the money uh, is for you in the game, but it just seems kind of weird if you can just kind of siphon off money from everyone in the city. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they have it balanced in some way, um, or maybe that was just for sake of the, you know, the demo, but... Uh, it does definitely look really cool. I mean, I, I like that kind of stuff, so I'm all for it. Um, the next thing that was shown was uh, actually a little bit of a surprise. But to those who know, and if you've actually been reading uh, our um, some of the news feeds that we've had over the past year, you realize that uh, D- the Blizzard has been able to – has been looking for people that have been uh, – have a console background for quite some time. What my question is, um, did you like the fact that Diablo 3 was announced by Blizzard and uh, will actually be uh, coming a, a console um, a console regular coming to a lot of the systems that, uh, that we have already and also as well next-gen systems as well? Yeah, I mean, if, if this was something that you know, it was happening before the game had come out, and I was, you know, looking forward to the game and waiting for the game, then, yeah, I would have thought that was awesome. But, I mean, like, at this point, I mean, I still don't think the game is bad. I, I still like a lot of parts about the game, but, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, it's a weird, weird timing for that game to suddenly be announced on new consoles. You know, it basically, it's just an old port at this point. Um, I also wanted to talk, and last but not least, what was shown was uh, something that had been shown a few days prior, and that was uh, Destiny uh, that's coming out for all the systems as well. Um, that is going to be a game that's produced by Bungie, as we had talked about on a previous podcast Um Bungie is going to make a game that encircles a 10-year lifespan in and of itself. Um, basically, it's going to be a space-themed first-person shooter. Hmm. Wonder where they have experience on that. Uh, well, if you're not familiar with Bungie, they've actually uh, designed the original three Halos. But uh, that being said, are you excited at all about Destiny and being able to play it on any platform? I, I wasn't so much before. I mean, that was mainly just due to the fact that they didn't really have any information on it before. Um, but having seen it a bit at the uh, presentation and, like, you know, reading a little more into it, you know, after the fact, like, uh, I mean, it does sound really interesting to me. I'm not normally a first-person shooter person, but, like, there are a few that I do play, um, that, you know, that have extra aspects to it, um, like, you know, Bioshock or 
Young Metroid Prime, you know, something, you know, extra to it. And, like, this one looks like, uh, you know, might be right up my alley as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. So, I know. forward to it. I, I know what uh, is being asked and offered by De- Destiny, and um, as far as the game is concerned, is going to be, you know, intriguing for many, uh, whether or not they can keep a fresh dynamic for people over 10 years remains to be seen although you know what if it uh, if anyone can repeat the same type of success that uh um obviously wow has had for what nine years i want to say i don't even remember anymore uh, i try to forget how long i've been playing it okay it makes me feel better Okay, there you go. Well, it's been a while, so I think if anyone can repeat that type of longevity with one world, per se, I should, I shall make it without having to go to a, uh, let's say, a Destiny 1 or a Destiny 2 or a Destiny 3, like most other games series as far as they're concerned, and just create one continuing saga for that length of time, um, I think Bungie may be able to do it. It's very ambitious. Uh, it's unlike uh, almost anything that's ever been tried or done, and uh, I think if anyone can do it, that they will be able to it and uh, be able to uh, reap the rewards. Obviously, they'll have Activision's publishing power behind it, so um, at least you know from a financial standpoint, um, both having Bungie and Activision go into this kind of undertaking will be. Uh, definitely uh, uh, warranted at this point. It definitely warrants uh, itself at this point in time. So um, so overall, I guess uh, you seem to be very favorable with it. Is that correct? For the most part, I mean, like, I, I think at this point I'm kind of waiting to see, you know, what happens at E3. I'm kind of hoping that E3 sells it for me because, like, right now, I I know I'm going to get it eventually anyway. It's just more of a, you know, do I get it at launch or do I wait, you know, for later? Well, I think uh, as over the next few months we'll see even more features announced for it. The major issue I have is that how can you do a place uh, a console reveal for the PlayStation Four and not even show the console? But uh, that's. I, I see a lot of people saying that, and honestly, I mean, I'm not really, I don't care too much about it. I mean, like, I don't think they showed the Wii U when they first announced it either. Um, but, I mean, it, for the most part, it's a box that plays your games. I mean, it just sits in your entertainment center anyway. So I don't know if it's really all that important, unless it's, you know, really freaking huge, you know, then... Uh, then it's a problem of how you know how you're going to fit it in your entertainment center. That's true. That that's very true. And for you, Mister Angry Nick, um, I know uh, one last thing. Uh, I did want to mention that uh, Assassin's Creed Four was announced uh, quite hastily after so many leaks online in the past ten days. Um, it was announced as Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Um, one th- couple things I wanted to touch off with you for your SOS rage rant. Um, PETA wanted to attack the the possible issue of whaling in the upcoming Assassin's Creed 4 game. Um, I that article that was that was absurd. Yeah, that was amazing how quick they jumped on that. That was absurd. Well, who I can't. Funds, wa- who funds this group? 
<laughs> who, who pays? Who makes their paychecks? <laughs> who funds these people? I, I mean, as a spokesperson, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed to have my name in an article if I said something as ignorant as what they said. Fair enough. <laughs> Again, uh, Nick's views aren't necessarily that of Game Source of Nevada, and they are his and his alone. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as is concerned, PETA, um, to according to Nick, uh, really not uh, doing, the way, uh, doing the way of the force there. Um, I also wanted to touch uh, up on one more thing, uh, the possible brain force, man. Jeez. There you so go. productive. And uh, one more thing before I let you go, uh, Dead Space. Um, the possibilities on the sales for Dead Space 3 were uh, not as well as EA may be hoping, um, and there was the heavy rumor that they might be canceling uh, the Dead Space saga after 3 uh, here. Uh, I know you were quick to jump on that, and I uh, wanted to hear your thoughts real quickly on, on Dead Space possibly uh, ending in the video game saga. Womp, womp, womp. Um, well, I really have never been a particular fan of the game anyway. Um, actually, the freaking game drives me crazy, to be honest with you, but I really don't think it'd be a loss for the video gaming industry. Um, it doesn't really surprise me, even when we had, um, sat and watched that brief overview of the game at E3 last year. I was I didn't really walk out of there and go, wow, jolly jolly wee Wilgers, I I really want to go get that game, you know. I mean I I don't really it really didn't leave me with like a wow effect. I mean they gave us a nice cap, but you know I don't think it's going to be any any loss. I don't really think that was a real cash cow. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Gerald. I don't really think Dead Space was a real cash cow anyway for EA. Well, I wasn't. It, you know, if you if you want to say that um, it would garner the sales of of Battlefield or FIFA, no, no, it it did not do that. Um, it even didn't get the strong sales of Mass Effect um, for EA. Um, it was a two to four million seller, but I think that um, with the type of funding that was made toward the game, uh, both from a production and a promotional aspect, I think they were clearly with this iteration and making it a little bit less horror and, and with the co-op feature a little bit more um, acceptable and palatable to a general audience, they wanted uh, a little bit more um, uptick in, as far as sales are concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually really liked the first Dead Space game, um, but I don't know, I think I think they strayed from that too much, and I think maybe trying to reach that general audience was the uh, problem, probably, um, because I think a lot of people were picking up Dead Space after they heard, you know, about, you know, how good it was, and, you know, those are the people that, you know, got invested in the series and then got the second one and started to get lukewarm on the series. And by the time the third one come out, you know, they actually put quite a bit uh, into the marketing of that, like doing a lot of um, kind of background stuff. Like uh, there was a lot of, um, you know, kind of Internet celebrities that got like free copies of it to kind of, you know, fake review, you know, the the game for them. Um, 
you know, so they, they kind of push it out there in a lot of different ways. So they clearly put a lot behind this one, and it just, yeah, I don't know. I think they, they strayed too far. It, it was the lowest review of the three games uh, with an average Metacritic score of uh, 78, I want to say, um, whereas Dead Space 2 and Dead Space, uh, the original, were both in the high 80s. Um, so I, I definitely can see a point to that from there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say I agree with Nick as far as, you know, saying goodbye to the Dead Space series because I thought it was a pretty good game. And any time you have, I know you won't miss it. So I, I'll just leave it at that. Well, uh, I do want to thank you, Jeremiah, for sharing your thoughts on the PlayStation 4. Uh, for more, um, on all of Jeremiah uh, and what he's thinking, uh, check out uh, which page for you? Super pouring. Super pouring it is. Uh, that's super pouring on the yourgamesource.com page. Um, as far as is concerned, a great read whenever he, uh, each time he puts something out um, and make it available to the public. Really appreciate uh, having you um, describe your thoughts today and Angry Nick, SOS Rage. Check us out again at www.yourgamesource.com. If you have any questions, either comment on our Facebook page or also as well shoot us a message uh, via email at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. And remember, if you have always have an interest uh, in being a part of the video game media industry, hey, and you always wanted to share your thoughts on the video game world, as Jeremiah and Nick have done tonight, uh, both in a written or a verbal form, just give us a heads up, yourgamesource at yahoo.com. Uh, follow us as well um, Twitter uh, at GameSource, and uh, follow us from there as well, because all of our great stories, and we go around the Internet to bring you all the greatest stories, because I know a lot of people, most people just focus on one or two websites. We, as the leading video game aggregate site in the entire world, go to the entire chain of uh, respected uh, video game websites and bring you only the best uh, that the Internet has to offer so that you can use us as a hub uh, to your video game information world. I said, uh, appreciate it. If you have any questions, anyone, please give us an email at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. All right. Thanks for listening.